A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I need you to pay close attention to this message. It is not an ad. This is about Canada land, and this is about you. You need to know that the news crisis is about to get a lot worse. You've heard about the layoffs. We're about to have news closures, and it's very likely that we're going to be seeing the defunding of the CBC. Where are you going to get your information from? What can you do about this? You can support Canada land. We need you to. And so for this month and this month only, you can become a Canada land supporter and get everything our supporters get for just $2 a month. That is an almost 80% discount. The clock is ticking on this. It disappears at the end of the month, and then we will not offer it. We need your support. We need to keep news coverage alive in Canada. Go right now to canadaland.com slash join. And thank you. This episode of Canada Land is brought to you by Douglas, a mattress that is trusted by more than 200,000 Canadians from coast to coast to coast. It's a great mattress at a very reasonable price point. Comes with a 20-year warranty and a great deal for our listeners. Douglas is giving you a free sleep bundle with each mattress purchase. Get the sheets, pillows, mattress, and pillow protectors free with your Douglas purchase today. Visit douglas.ca slash canadaland to claim this offer. That is douglas.ca slash CanadaLand. This episode of CanadaLand is brought to you by HelloFresh, the meal kit service dedicated to making cooking fun, easy, and convenient. For 50% off of your first box, visit HelloFresh.ca slash CanadaLand and enter the promo code CanadaLand when you subscribe. What you're about to hear comes from a Canadian media brand that gets more engagement on Facebook than the Globe and Mail and the Toronto Star combined. Ontario Proud is a right-wing meme factory that has exploded in popularity with attack ads, videos, and parody songs. There's also a BC Proud and Alberta Proud, but they haven't caught on to the same degree. At least not yet. I am going to continue this season to look at all of the new media things that are popping up in our news feeds to fill the void. For years now, journalists have asked the rhetorical and somewhat self-pitying question, so where will you all get your free news when we're gone? 
The answer, it turns out, is, well, from a lot of places. There are lots of people and organizations, also foreign governments, uh, bots, algorithms, that are very happy to take the place of legacy news organizations. Some of these are fake news. Some of them are not very different from old media. And, and some, some are different. Ontario Proud and the other Proud sites, they are a new kind of uh, content source thing. And though millions of people see their stuff, few people know who is making it, who is paying for it, or why. So I will ask them. Wait for it. This episode of Canada Land is brought to you by Tavis Weber, Mike Bodnar, Mitchell Bowen, Jan Moore, Daniel Merrill, Michelle Langlois, Russell Warwick, and Jeff Renton. My name is Jeff Renton. I'm a reclamation coordinator in Edmonton, Alberta. I find that the production of media is just as important as the stories that it covers because what sides are being portrayed is super important in terms of how we make our decisions as citizens in Canada. This episode is brought to you by Douglas, a mattress trusted by more than 200,000 Canadians from coast to coast to coast. Trust is important. There are a lot of mattress lies out there, a lot of mattress liars. And I, I, I didn't intend the pun, but it occurred to me that there is one as I was saying those words. Listen, I am not lying to you. Uh, I have uh, experienced the Douglas mattress. It is an exceptional mattress at a surprisingly affordable price point. It is a mattress that sleeps cool, doesn't have that weird thing in the summer where the mattress gets like an oven. It's a very good product. It's delivered to your house in a box. You don't have to go to a big mattress store. It is a medium firm mattress, which is what Canadians prefer. And it comes with a 365-night trial and a 20-year warranty. What more can I tell you? Douglas is giving our listeners a free sleep bundle with each mattress purchase. Get the sheets, pillows, mattress, and pillow protectors free with your Douglas purchase today. Visit douglas.ca slash CanadaLand to claim this offer. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Uh, it's amazing the things that we tell ourselves to talk ourselves out of getting help. Anybody who's actually gotten help knows that the process of getting things off your chest, of taking your stressors, your problems, and just like not letting them be bottled up, working through just conveying them to somebody Half of the battle is just doing that. You unburden yourself. And you know what? If you have a real mental health professional, no, they don't have magic bullets or magic words that make it all go away. But often they can help you see things a little bit differently and guide you to strategies or tools or to a new perspective that actually does Help. As the largest online therapy provider in the world, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety of expertise in mental health. Because you listen to this podcast, you get 10% off of your first month at BetterHelp.com slash CanadaLand. That's BetterHelp.com slash CanadaLand. This episode is also brought to you by HelloFresh, the meal kit service that is dedicated to making cooking fun, easy, and convenient. This is a gross time of year to be uh, eating food, if that makes any sense. They're, like It just feels like there's just one cheese and booze and chocolate-laden party after the next, and, and there's just a lot of uh, excess. It can feel yucky, and there's just something really good for the soul in cooking and consuming a simple and delicious and nutritious home-cooked meal. Subscribe to HelloFresh. They source the freshest ingredients that are measured to the exact quantity needed, so there is no food waste. It is all delivered to your doorstep in a special insulated box for free. The recipes are easy to follow. They take 30 minutes. I've tried them. They work. 
They're tasty. For 50% off of your first box, visit hellofresh.ca slash CanadaLand. That's a very good deal. 50% off of your first box. It's a great way to try this out and see if it's for you. Use the promo code CanadaLand when you subscribe. This episode is also brought to you by FreshBooks, which is also a service that is about saving you time. Specifically, it's about saving you time if you are a professional creative. If you are a self-employed person or running a small business where you don't have an accounting department, you'd rather be doing the thing that you're actually in business to do. They are your accounting department. They make cloud accounting software for creative professionals that is so straightforward to use, you will save hours every week and have more time to let your creativity flourish And if that is not incentive enough, the FreshBooks platform has been rebuilt from the ground up. It is actually a very intuitive and easy and like almost fun to use interface. I feel weird saying that my cloud accounting software is fun to use, but, uh, but they really have done a beautiful job with this. It is simple. It is powerful. It is possible to send a branded invoice in under 30 seconds. You can enable online payments in two clicks. You get paid quicker. If you're listening to this and not using FreshBooks yet, try it out unrestricted 30-day free trial for listeners of Canada Land. You don't need a credit card. All you got to do is go to freshbooks.com slash Canada Land and enter Canada Land in the how did you hear about us section. Can we agree that for the purpose of this conversation, this is a media show, not a politics show. And what I'm curious about is you and I are going to agree that we're going to talk about your Facebook page, about this media that you produce, uh, but not you're not here to amplify the political message of that Facebook page. Sure. Agreed. Excellent. Who are you? Uh, my name is Jeff Ballingall. I uh, run a few Facebook pages and do some social media consulting. And then professionally, just like you run these Facebook pages, but you you run this as, as your job. Yeah, it's it's a good portion of my job, but it's not all I do. Yes. And your background is in, you worked in conservative politics, you worked for in media for Sun News, and, and you worked for Navigator, the, the crisis PR firm. Yes, that's correct. Okay. So I asked you here to talk about Ontario Proud. What other Facebook pages do you run? Uh, I have BC Proud. Uh, I work with the team in BC on that. And then I have some other smaller ones. Are they also politically oriented? No. They're not? Okay. And then there's also an Alberta Proud. Yes. I work with, uh, that's my friend's page, and I work with him a bit on that too. So it's sort of like an unofficial network, I guess? It's an unofficial network, yeah. Okay. So what are these province proud pages? How would you describe them? Uh, And you can use Ontario Proud for your kind of... Yeah, I think um, they focus on... On being critical of the government of the day, small C conservative uh, leanings. They don't get into um, social issues at all. It's all about government waste and tax hikes and the disconnect between the establishment and the people paying the bills. So how big is it? Tell me like, uh, you know, and, and I, this this exists on Facebook. It's not the Facebook page of something else, right? Like the Facebook page is the thing? Uh, yes, I think Facebook's kind of the new medium. It's the medium that we're trying to reach uh, for the audience we're trying to reach. So uh, so we measure Facebook pages in both like how many likes it has and what kind of reach and engagement it gets. Right. right? So give me a sense. So, uh, so we have 293,000 likes as of this morning. And on a good week, we can reach 10 million people, upwards of 14 million people. On a bad week, on a slow week, our basement would be four to five million. I mean, that's extraordinary. In the context that you're playing, like talking about provincial politics in Ontario, like we had a an article about you where uh, I think we had it that your page has more likes than Kathleen Wynne's page, the Liberal Party of Ontario's page, the Progressive Conservative Party of Ontario page, Patrick Brown, the leader of that party's own page, also the NDP's page, and Andrea Hordwath, the leader of the, you put it all together, you have more likes than all of it combined. 
Yes. And this matters, right? Like those people want the likes because the likes are relevant. I mean, people, people see likes as like, oh, this is a tally of how many people like you. It actually dictates. I mean, we want likes on Canada Land's Facebook page because the more likes we have when we post content, that's who the content goes to, right? Right. And you also- That's like circulation in a way. Yeah, but uh, it's, it's one metric. But the biggest metric that I care about is engagement um, and then, of course, reach. Uh-huh. And w- when it comes to engagement, we beat bigger pages. So on a good week, we're, we continually beat the Toronto Star, and we continually beat the Golden Mail, uh, and we continually beat the CBC. We're more engaged than them By, the, And the distinction between engagement and reach, for people who don't know? Reach is counted as someone that sees our content at least once. Uh, if our reach is 10 million in a, in a week, 10 million people have seen our content in their news feeds at least once. Whereas uh, engagement is anyone who's seen our content and then engaged with it. So commented, liked it, clicked on the video to watch. Yeah. I mean, to just have glanced at something is very different than to have shared it, clicked on it, commented on it. That really tells you something if people have engaged with it. Exactly. Yes. And you have higher engagement than what pages? Will you... It changes every week, obviously. But we usually beat the Toronto Star. We usually beat the Golden Mail. We usually beat the CBC. The Prime Minister typically beats us by a little bit. Sometimes we beat him. It depends. But we do pretty well. It's extraordinary. How long have you been building this? February 2016, I started. And what is on this page, as you would describe it? Dank memes, no. <laughs> what, like videos, we try to inject a little bit of humor, some really hard-hitting stuff, lots of graphics, lots of videos. We aggregate a lot of um, other content from uh, from established sources, so we'll post links from the Golden Mail or the Star or CB24, doesn't matter, um, whatever kind of fits um, our mandate. But you, the first thing you said with a chuckle was dank memes. Yeah. And I'll take a stab at describing the content. You tell sure, me if, yeah. if you feel you're misrepresented. Yeah. I'll run down a few different things I've seen. There's some sort of like fun pictures that seem to be designed to get people to engage. Share if you're excited for fall in Ontario. Yeah. Share if you've ever been up to CN Tower. Uh, share if you're proud of uh, ordinary people who do extraordinary things. ISIS rapists don't belong in Canada. Sure. That's a bit of a leap there from one kind of content to the other. Well, one, people don't see our messages all at once. They're not scrolling on our page and seeing the juxtaposition. Yeah. They're going through their newsfeed, they're going through their days, and they're seeing the news of the day. So they'll see our content uh, along with stuff from other media sources, along with pictures of their grandkids. And then they might catch a bit of the news from TV or other, other sources, and then they'll, we'll kind of hit them with this message, you know, and then we'll try to get them to share and engage with our message. And that might be something just like, do you like puppies? Or it might be like, are you enraged with the way that this province is being run? Well, it's a bit of, I don't, I'm always concerned that I don't want to be the drunk uncle at the dinner table talking politics all the time. So when we put out content, we want to do a mix so that we appeal to normal people. And I think most people don't think about politics that much. Um, And when they do, um, I want to give it clear, digestible terms that they can uh, understand and, and that matter. We'll return to the non-political stuff in a bit, but the, the majority of the content is political messaging, and it's 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 a you know very effectively communicated, simple kind of emotional messages, sometimes funny messages. You had one meme that was shared widely, where it's a picture of Kathleen Wynne's face, and then it's a picture of Orville Redenbacher, the popcorn logo, and they look very similar. And it's it's you're mocking Kathleen Wynne, and it's just like oh that's hilarious. Hit share if you want to make fun of Kathleen Wynne with us. That was a big meme for you. That was a really early one. It's not something I would actually do today. Um, I regret that. But it was, that How was come? I don't want to seem mean. When I focus on stuff, I want to talk about bigger issues or grievances of the day, but not get into anything that would constitute that, that would seem petty or mean, essentially, yes. You had a, a picture of Kathleen Wynne, and the, and, the, and the meme text read, scumbag Kathleen Wynne. Well, that's that's a take on a popular other meme. Right. Right. 
that was a scumbag Steve or whatever, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, right. and it was and it was in context of her cutting people's power off. You wouldn't do the Orville Redenbacher thing, but you, you your most recent viral video or, or a recent viral video is a muscular dude in a dress as Ka- Kathleen Wynne, right? Like in a red dress with like a, a, a gray curly wig and he's called Kathleen Chin and the idea, like it's it's funny, it's a dude. Yeah, well, I think politicians should be able to be laughed at. If we're, if we're going down the road where we can't laugh at our politicians and kids in the hall and Saturday Night Live are suddenly bad. I totally am okay with laughing at politics. I'm just trying to figure out where you stand. I, I guess I'm surprised to hear you say we're not going for mean where I don't see a lot of distinction between the early Orville Redenbacher thing and the guy in a dress. Well, okay. I, I'm Kathleen Chin. Well, okay. The difference I would say is that the video, the the guy dressing up uh, is a local rap group from, from London, Ontario. And it's funny. It's a funny video. It's complete satire. Whereas Orville Redenbacher, I think it was kind of a, just a drive-by joke. I'd even make it up. I saw it on the internet, and I just reposted it. So that's where that came from. It's but, the same joke. Chick looks like a dude. That's the joke. One, I don't think I don't think that's true. I think it's just someone dressing up as a politician to mock them. I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. I do not think that. I would not have posted if it's true. And I don't think anyone any you're, you're down that rabbit hole. That's no, why but I don't. I don't think any reasonable person thinks that is going there. Watch the video. It's not that at all. Like politicians should be laughed at and mocked. Yeah. Okay. I, I, the, the, not trying to do like a moral tribunal on your content. Like, like right now, I'm just trying to figure out what your content is. I mean, you're saying two things. You're saying I feel it's okay to mock politicians, and there's a long tradition to people who who clutch their pearls and say, "Oh, this is evidence that that the political discourse is is down the toilet, and this is the level of it." I'm like, well, you obviously don't know much about political cartoons of the past or pamphleteering, burning people in effigy, dressing up in drag. Like this is like there's a long, long tradition of mocking people in power that way. I would feel almost more like you're being honest with me if you're just like, yes, that's what I'm doing. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Okay, but but, but you also don't want to be mean. Okay, the, but I, there's a difference between being mean and being funny, right? Taking the piss out of someone and just being a jerk. And I, I'm trying to be funny. I don't want to be a jerk. I don't want to be a bully. And, you know, I think it's one, I think it's really hard to bully a politician uh, running a province. But, uh, you know, I want to be funny and irreverent. I don't want to be a jerk. Listen, first fair. I, I I did not invite you here to like pass judgment on whether no, what no, we're no, doing no. is good or evil. So uh, I do want to describe it to people so they know what we're talking about. And, and definitely, this is very visual stuff. So like having a look uh, at it would, would definitely help. Exactly. Who pays for this? People pay. Um, similar to ways uh, you raise money. Um, people give me. I put out an email last night, and I've raised six hundred dollars overnight. The scope of this organization is, you mentioned to me when you came in that you got like a team. So how many people work for Ontario Pride? I have one full-time guy and one student that helps me out with videos. You have paid for an airplane to deliver uh, an anti-Kathleen Wynn message yeah. uh, at a public event, right? Anyone but Wynn.com flew up. Yeah. You you spend a lot of money on Facebook advertisements. Like your content gets money behind it to make sure that it proliferates on Facebook. Sure. So I know that there's a cap because you are a registered third-party advertiser. So what is it, $600,000? $600,000 during the pre-rate and $100,000 during the, the election, yes. And this is paying for like you, like more or less a full-time salary, one other person a full-time? No, it's only, it only refers to advertising. Okay. So we're, we're talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars raised. Uh, yeah. We're getting to that amount, yeah. Okay. And this is all through like just crowdfunding through there is a web page and yeah, that's it's crowdfunding, but no, we have people giving us five thousand dollar checks, but no one big donor has given any huge amount. And at the same time, no one's telling me what to do. 
You know, no one's pulling our, my strings. It's just they like what I'm doing. They understand that it's what we're doing is a response to what working families and other groups have been doing for years in this province, uh, and that there's a need for an alternative point of view, and that with the new media landscape, it's incredibly important and more cost efficient to pivot to digital. You say that you started this just for fun. Yeah, I was bored at my job. Bored at a navigator. Yeah, it's bored at navigator. You were working at navigator when you started this. Yeah, but they like they had no official involvement. They didn't know. I was I was doing it at night. You'll forgive people if, given your background in conservative politics and conservative media, and in crisis communications, the dark arts of PR, people might wonder this guy might be carrying water through some undisclosed. Like he can say things that Patrick Brown can't. Right. He has freedom to take shots that the actual parties that are trying to win against Kathleen Wynne can't. Uh, and they're the people who have an interest in seeing Kathleen Wynne's government go down, have a mutual interest with this Facebook page. This guy has connections. Obviously, this is part of some kind of a concerted effort. I would argue that, uh, one, I'm voting NDP in the next election, and I tell people to vote NDP um, or PC, whoever has the best chance to beat the Liberals in their local area. Uh, I don't think that would gel well with a lot of conservatives in Toronto or the 905 who might think that could jeopardize some seats. And secondly, I worked against Patrick Brown. I I worked for Christine Elliott in the leadership campaign. Uh, And so, yeah, I know people uh, at Queen's Park, in the NDP, in, uh, in in the Premier's office, everywhere. But it's not some sort of big effort. Um, it's just me doing what I'm doing, and it's a product I'm selling, and people like it. So we're not going to find out down the line that there's some communication or relationship between you and any other campaign, or that they're somehow pulling strings behind this or, or f- funding it in any kind of way. I'm friends with people. Uh, I know people at Queen's Park from my own personal relationships and having worked in politics. But no, like there's no like there's no collusion. Uh, there's nothing like that at all whatsoever. I'm free to do whatever I want, and I do whatever I want. And you call it a nonpartisan site. It's anti-Kathleen Wynne, but it's it's nonpartisan. It's not for anyone else. Yeah, well, I'll talk about issues that no other party will. I'm the one, uh, certainly PCs are talking about uh, marijuana, and I'm the one pushing about how stupid the province's marijuana legislation is. I talked about yesterday about how we have more people waiting for social housing than um, in social housing in Ontario. That's not something that PCs would typically tackle. So I talk about issues that I think matter that aren't being addressed by the political parties. And that's one of the reasons I started Ontario Proud is I thought the established parties and established media um, have their own vested interests and they they have their own hobby horses. And it's time that we kind of break that up and we triangulate and we talk about stuff that I think matters to regular people. So your website, I appreciate this. This happens on Facebook is, is the main platform, yeah. but there is an Ontario Proud website. Yeah. It's built on a platform called Nation Builder, sure, which we've talked about before because that's the platform that the rebel media is built on. Yeah, and on. that's a really like it's pretty cheap to conflate the two because everyone is on Nation Builder. Well, I'm not trying to say that you're like Rebel Media. I'm I, I'm bringing up Nation Builder because Nation Builder is not really a media platform. It is a political organizing platform, which is the same. That, that's the that that's the relevance when we talked about it with, with Rebel said, well, are you guys really a media company or is this a political action? group? Is, is this an activist organization? So I, I'll put the same question to you. And I'm, I'm not saying that you're like them because you use the same software. Okay. I'm saying you might be like them in that I question, is this a media effort or is this a political organizing effort? You are collecting postal codes and email addresses, right? Sure. Yes. What do you want to do with them? I'm going to tell, I know how to communicate with people to raise money and tell them what's going on. And if the premier visits their area, they can go and protest her. And it's, it's, yeah, it's political advocacy media. It's modeled, what we're doing is essentially modeled what the left is doing in the United States. Yeah, and the right. Yeah, yeah, but I like what the left is doing better. I think they're doing a better job. 
if a political party were to come to you for access to your list, uh, not necessarily to get the names and email addresses themselves, but to uh, buy access to put a mailer out to, to some portion of your audience, like basically you've got a database where I don't I don't sell my information. Period to anyone. Right, but there's a way you can rent your information without selling it. You can say if you give me the message and some money, I will message my people with your message. Do you do that? No. You don't do that. I don't actually. Like I, I've people have come approach me, but it, unless it fits my mandate, uh, I'm not going to just pimp myself out like that. No. Hmm. Okay, that sounds almost definitive. Yeah. So back to these like click share if you like puppies type things, and, and really all of this is me just trying to figure out like is what you're doing what it seems like it is. You know, if I were to click share, or if I were to like your page on the basis of an inspirational thing about loving autumn. I'm now on your list of like people who you can market to these messages. Is there anything deceitful or, or is there like a level of subterfuge to that in, in your view of like, you know, you, you, I, I could see a lot of like grandmas just like, oh, that sounds nice. That's an inspiring pick. And then all of a sudden <clears throat> they're inundated with anti Kathleen Wynne information that they didn't really ask for. But isn't that marketing in general? I mean, if the prime minister does a photo op and they like a post with him with cute socks and then they get a message about how evil Andrew Shears is that is that bad is it's I think this goes on in every aspect of political marketing and every aspect of media marketing people are going to see a divergence of content and if they don't like my content then they can unfollow me uh, and people do every day but luckily we grow more every day yeah I guess the difference is is that if you fall for one of Justin Trudeau's memes it's like you're at least expressing an interest in Justin Trudeau uh, and then you get marketed to with political messaging but it's not the relationship is very different than a completely unrelated relationship of like I, I like skating. No, but I would I argue that what I'm doing is pushing out content that's about Ontario and about our province and about our love of our province. And what's going on in Ontario is so so perverse and gross with the way people are being treated by this government that uh, like I know you don't want to talk about politics, but that's the essence of what I'm doing. Okay, well, that, 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 that's it right there is interesting that that Ontario proud. I'm proud of Ontario. Pictures of beautiful Ontario things. I'm proud of our province. I feel like if there's something that bugs me about what you're doing, it's not the dank memes. It's that. I don't know that you exist to celebrate what's wonderful about Ontario. I think you exist to channel a lot of anti-win government rage. And whether or not you are personally invested in her losing the election, you are certainly personally invested in profiting from people's outrage with her. That's what this page is for. This page is a media tool to market anti-win messaging and to get money from people who want to see Kathleen Wynne ousted. No, it's a. It's, if this page wouldn't work if it, our message didn't resonate, you can throw all the money at it. I didn't want. say it didn't resonate. No, but I mean it resonates because what I'm trying to do is showcase that people are being stepped on by this government. Okay, that's fine. That's what you're trying to do. That's not the same but that, thing as celebrating Ontario. But if, but I think it is. I think if you love Ontario, if you love your hometown, if you like, and you're seeing your neighbors losing their jobs, or you're seeing your grandmother not be able to afford her mortgage, uh, sorry, her hydro bill. Yeah. Yeah. Then you're upset, and that's and but that you can do that through a form of like you love your home, you love where you live, and you don't want to see your kids having having to leave the province because they can't get a good job or because they can't afford their hydro bill. Like I think that matters. I mm-hmm. think that's a, it's a visceral response. But I think talking more about than than that, I think then you're getting lost in the weeds and you're trying to dissect something. The basic essence of I think of what I'm trying to do, it's populism. It's showcasing that um, that people can love their province and want to fight for it. You uh, have said that you know some of your, your earlier posts you kind of regret and you're you're trying to kind of refine some of the uh, the tone 
of how you go after when. Yeah, well, I think we're trying to mature about what, what works and what doesn't and, you know, trying to make sure that uh, we're growing as we age. You have community guidelines that say you're against personal attacks, racism, misogyny, homophobia. That won't be tolerated in, in your messaging. Then you've got videos of, of a big muscular dude dressed up as Kathleen Wynne. And then, you know, as uh, has been pointed out, you have comments on the page, not from you, from your community, that ugly, nasty, greedy, no good, money grubbing, snot faced witch, uh, the ugliest human dyke who ever existed. And uh, I'm surprised that no one has shot her, but maybe the bullets cost too much. Well, what, when was that? When was that posted? Those comments? I don't know. Okay. Well, one, you can't even say half those words in that sentence. It won't show up. And we get thousands of comments a day. So we try to review them all, but we have banned words. We have like a list of 500 banned words that you cannot say on our page. I'm not saying that you like those comments. I'm sure that you do everything you can to get rid of them. Yeah. My question is, do you see a relationship between your content, calling her a scumbag, making jokes about how she looks like a guy, according to your memes, and then other people I, saying- I, one, I've never, I don't think, I don't think it was about being a guy. I think she, that, I think that's- Twice I, that was your joke. I don't think that's true. I don't think it's like that at all. It's literally, that's the joke of the video is it's a dude, a big dude dressed Okay, up watch as... the video. It's not about that. It's it's. Do you see fun. a relationship between the way that you make fun and people who take it much further? I think what some people are worried about is that your content is very emotional as much or, or more than it is informational and that there is a lot of emotion. It's at a very high pitch, the enmity towards our premier. Maybe for good reasons, but it's there's a lot of anger out there. And do you feel like you're playing with fire? And do you take any responsibility when people kind of like take your message and run with it? The internet is full of mean people. We don't traffic in any of that hateful language. We don't do it. And if people want to say it, that that's on them. I don't like it. It's not something I'm about. And we have strict community guidelines and strict list of banned words on our page. Where I kind of started, uh, where I became curious and interested in what you're doing is that realizing that we in like kind of, you know, people working in traditional news reporting, news media, at a certain level, we're all just making content for Facebook. Just to go back to the beginning of our conversation and all the work that we put into the stories, I would love to know, and we maybe won't ever know exactly, the metrics are getting better and better. We care for it and craft all these little paragraphs. And then the vast majority of people will just look at the picture and the headline. And that creates a even playing field, which I think is generally a good thing. I probably couldn't do what I'm doing if we didn't have an even playing field through the internet, but one where your content, as you've demonstrated, is actually more successful than all of that content that so much resource and research and reporting goes into. And you're very, very skilled at focusing on what what's sticky, what's shareable. I saw this when we were doing our own advertising for our crowdfunding campaign. If I tried to explain a concept in an ad, it didn't do very well. If I hit an emotional note on an ad on Facebook, if I put up a picture of, say, Ezra Levant and said, this is the guy that we're going to keep an eye on, that would work. And I started to get a sense of what how Facebook operates and how people operate on Facebook. It's scary to a lot of people watching the discourse increasingly become comprised of dank memes. You are not personally responsible for this phenomenon, but can you understand that concern and like like what responsibility do you feel like you're like you, you make no claim on being a journalistic organization, I, I I assume? No, of course not. Okay. If half of the information or more that people are getting are from pages like Ontario Proud, do you think that's a good thing? I think it's part of we're part of the conversation. I think there's lots of people who are doing what I'm doing. There's more attention on me because some people really don't like the message and it's new. I'm a huge fan of media. I read everything. 
so I think we need we need new voices. We need more voices. Uh, and I think uh, the bigger the universe, the bigger the ecosystem, the better the better informed we'll have uh, or citizens will have. Last thing I want to point out is you're much better at this than they are at this point. There's no pro Kathleen Wynne equivalent. There is uh, like, like equivalent. I've actually have some liberal friends have started their own kind of version, but um, no, but that's to their detriment. Um, you know, I've been ridiculed by uh, journalists at the Queens Park Bureau uh, who you, to try to dismiss what we're doing. That's to their detriment. Fine. Um, they're going to have to get a lot better at this, aren't they? They're going to have to get a lot better at this. Yeah, but I still haven't been written about in uh, uh, major dailies in, in Toronto. They still have, they, they ignore me, so it's pretty funny. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you. That is your Canada Land Show. You can email me about it at jesse at canadalandshow.com, and I read everything you send me. We are on Twitter at CanadaLand. There is a new episode of The Imposter Up. It is called Towards a Theory of the Hoser. It is all about hosers. Where did they come from? What are we supposed to do with them all? What does it mean? Check it out. It's a great episode. We publish news stories, and you can get them on our website, canadalandshow.com, or by liking our Facebook page. Our crowdfunding site is patreon.com slash CanadaLand. This episode was produced by Kevin Sexton. Syndication is by CFUV 101.9 FM in Victoria. Visit them online at cfuv.ca. If you like what we do, please support us on Patreon. Hey, I need you to pay close attention to this message. It is not an ad. This is about Canada land and this is about you. You need to know that the news crisis is about to get a lot worse. You've heard about the layoffs. We're about to have news closures. And it's very likely that we're going to be seeing the defunding of the CBC. Where are you going to get your information from? What can you do about this? You can support Canada Land. We need you to. And so for this month and this month only, you can become a Canada Land supporter and get everything our supporters get for just $2 a month. That is an almost 80% discount. The clock is ticking on this. It disappears at the end of the month, and then we will not offer it. We need your support. We need to keep news coverage alive in Canada. Go right now to canadaland.com slash join. And thank you. A couple of years ago, a cop was shot dead on a deserted pier in the tiny nation of Belize. The only other person there that night was a frightened young woman found covered in blood. By all appearances, it was an open and shut case. But not in Belize, where this woman was connected to a mysterious billionaire who basically runs the place. Justice will not be served in this case. She's going to get away with it. Or will she? White Devil, a Campside Media original. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.